Hello, friends, and welcome to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where we continue to explore how to remain nimble and stay hopeful in the midst of adversity and uncertainty. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. Well, leaders, are you familiar with family systems theory? Have you ever heard of it? In the past few years, I've been doing a lot of studying and learning about it and how it has a massive impact on how we understand and operate in our leadership. Now, look, I am no armchair psychologist, but and we certainly don't have time to unpack all of family systems theory on this efficient and brief podcast episode. But I want to introduce you to the basic tenets in hopes of whetting your appetite so that you would want to go and learn more because it has huge implications on you and your leadership. And there's a guy by the name of Edwin, Edwin Friedman. Have we talked about Friedman? And his writing before, I believe we've mentioned him briefly in a past episode or two. If you're not familiar with Friedman, you should be. He's brilliant. He passed away a handful of years ago, and he was a rabbi and psychologist and author of several important books exploring family systems theory, which was founded by Murray Bowen. Now, Friedman's famous book is called A Failure of Nerve. But he's also written other great books like Generation to Generation, which helps synagogues, churches, and other religious organizations navigate some of the uh, family systems theory. Now, for the sake of brevity on this podcast, let me share a few terms with you. Friedman is well known for a phrase where he talks about being a non-anxious leader. Now, by anxious, we're not talking in the psychological sense of the word but anxious as in the inability to deal with uncertainty and the desire to control inputs and outcomes that are driven by deep-seated fear of failure. Now, some systems, whether it's business, church, synagogues, uh, organizations, nonprofits, even your kids' elementary school, uh, home and school board, they're incredibly anxious systems. What happens in those systems? Well, people panic, they lose their minds, they triangulate, they overreact, they shut down when conflict arises, they blame. Friedman stated that in a chronically anxious system, that we do two things. Number one, we choose safety over adventure. And number two, we blame others for our problems rather than considering how we might have contributed to the current reality. And when leaders have a failure of nerve, it means that we become anxious too, just like the system, and we overfunction. And by overfunctioning, we either try to control and manipulate the situation or we draw back and retreat and then fall prey to consensus leadership approach, which is not leadership at all. Instead, it's facilitation. Now, leaders, when it comes to a non-anxious presence, can do one of three, one of four things. Leaders can either have an anxious presence, thus making everyone else more anxious. We get defensive or we go on the offensive and start naming and blaming and we overfunction and take responsibility of everyone else's issues and problems and conflicts, which often leads to burnout. The second thing is we can have an anxious non-presence. We become overwhelmed, and so we don't know what to do, so we withdraw emotionally and even physically, where we say, not my monkeys, not my circus, and we just completely check out. Now, we can also have a non-anxious non-presence, where we say, we don't care, we're numb, we give up, and therefore we leave. I'm not anxious because I don't care and I'm done. But there's a fourth option that Friedman suggests, the non-anxious presence where we stay calm, we stay connected emotionally to the people around us who are panicking emotionally in a system, who are resorting to blaming others and resorting to all sorts of behaviors that remind you of a middle school drama. 
But even as we stay connected, we stay disconnected in the sense that we rise above it. We see the whole system. And he writes that leaders must have this non-anxious presence. But Friedman also talks about the need to be a self-differentiated leader. And here's how he describes it. If a leader will take primary responsibility for his or her own goals and self while staying in touch with the rest of the organism, there is more than a reasonable chance that the body will follow. Let me read that again. If a leader who takes primary responsibility for his or her own goals and self while staying in touch with the rest of the organism, there is more than a reasonable chance that the body will follow. He goes on to say there may be initial resistance, but if the leader can stay in touch with the resistors, the body will usually go along. Now, there is so much more that we could say about non-anxious presence of leaders and of being self-differentiated. But let me share a specific element from Friedman, something that he writes about, and then I want to offer some resources to you. Now, one of the things he talked about, he said there are five characteristics of our emotional regression operating in Western culture. How are we emotionally regressing? This is what he says, these five elements. Number one, reactivity. He said, no longer is the individual or society driven by a set of inner values, but instead exists in a state of reactivity driven by negative external events. In other words, we don't respond. We react out of emotion and a defensive posture. We make excuses. We put up walls. We don't truly listen to each other. It's an us versus them emotional uh, reality in every situation. Reactivity, number one. Number two is hurting. Not H-U-R-T, but H-E-R-D, hurting. Despite our ideology of individualism or emotional reactivity, uh, our emotional reactivity and our social natures, they drive us toward each other. And the society lowers itself to pleasing and not offending its most emotionally immature and unhealthy members who then end up dictating the health of the culture. You ever seen hurting take over? Emotional Hurting is very common in systems. The society lowers itself to pleasing and not offending its most emotionally immature and unhealthy members. And those unhealthy members end up dictating the health of the culture. So reactivity, number one. Number two, hurting. Number three, blame displacement. So instead of examining and searching out the underlying causes that are creating toxicity in the system, instead we focus on the symptoms and we view them in isolation instead of seeing them as part of a larger systemic whole. This is huge. We go toward the symptoms, but we never hit the taproot. It's like trimming the leaves on the bush, but we never actually take the ax to the taproot itself. Number four, a quick fix mentality. Because we live in a culture of hedonism, it's created uh, uh, created in us a low pain threshold that prevents us from persevering through the pain that must accompany the processes that lead to breakthrough and renewal. Because that threshold is so low, it keeps us from pushing through. We have to push through to the point of breakthrough to get out on the other side of renewal. Hedonism plus hyper-individualistic consumerism leads to our stunted growth, which leads then to the fifth characteristic of emotional regression, and that's a lack of well-differentiated leadership. We've talked about this. The above factors create an environment 
that work against leaders and the kinds of leadership that would lead to a toxic emotional system into renewal. Our obsession with the quick fix and our low pain threshold ensures that few leaders will push through the isolation of breaking from social hurting and reactivity. No matter how intelligent, talented, or well-equipped leaders may be, ultimately their quest for renewal will be undermined by their own and the surrounding culture's low emotional maturity. We have to be well-differentiated leaders if we're going to create change. Reactivity, hurting, blame displacement, a quick fix mentality, and a lack of well-differentiated leadership, these are all over our families, our extended families, committees, communities, churches, organizations, businesses, as well as on a national level. The media, the politics, national leadership, they uh, exhibit these five characteristics, don't they? Do you recognize it? Living as a self-differentiated leader who possesses a non-anxious presence is hard work. It's messy. It's vulnerable. But Friedman said, the best leaders do the work. You have to do the work on yourself to understand your triggers, your family of origin, how to self-regulate and stay calm, not to lose control of your emotions when everyone else looks like they're absolutely losing their minds. But you know what? It's possible and it's worth it. But few actually do the hard work to do the work themselves. And I encourage you to dig in further. If you want to dig in further, I put in the show notes some books and resources, a couple of them by Ed Friedman, A Failure of Nerve, Generation to Generation. There's another great book, if you're a church leader, that boils down some of the complexity of Friedman into something very practical, very digestible, called Anxious Church, Anxious People by Jack Shutama. And then also a book by my friend Steve Cuss called Managing Leadership Anxiety. He also has a podcast by that name, Managing Leadership Anxiety. We've had Steve on the Monday Morning Pastor podcast, which we host, and we highly recommend that. Now, those resources are there in the show notes. Dig in. It is worth the effort. And as we've said before, leaders do hard things. Be the kind of leader who does the work to become the kind of leader who can bring about real change by being non-anxious and self-differentiated in an anxious system where everyone else is losing their minds, you can stay calm. You don't have to be completely free of all anxiety. Just be the calmest person in the room. Be emotionally connected. Remain emotionally connected, but not so enthralled that you get wrapped up and tangled into all these emotional triangles and emotional drama. Well, thanks for being with me today. The Resilient Leaders podcast is produced, engineered, and kissed with a seal of quality and approval by the highly talented and creative Joel Limbowen, founder of On A Limb Productions. Be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry leaders. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, the people that you need, that you lead, needs you to possess a non-anxious presence. Therefore, when everyone else is losing their mind in an anxious system, be self-differentiated. Remain emotionally connected to the situation and don't lose your head. And remember, you've got to do the work yourself. Yeah.